This is CliffCentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The Threaded Exchange with CMB. Live on Cliff Central. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Third Exchange. This is Siabonga Bela, live from Johannesburg at the Cliff Central Studios, the best podcast station in the world. I'm here with amazing ladies. We're starting our women's series. Stay tuned. Um, let's start the show on, on a high note. Let's start the show with some energy. Get up. Let's move. Let's dance. Let's shake it off. Let's have some fun, man. This is CliffCentral.com Hello everybody Now that you've got your energy levels up Are you are you amped for this installment of the Thread Exchange? And um, yeah, so as we all know Obviously it's Women's Month um, And it's a month where we honor women But most importantly we highlight the struggles that women go through And I think for me I have a problem with this Women's Month thing I feel like why isn't every month Women's Month, you know? I feel like women go through the most, women struggle through the most, and I feel like why would we want to wait one month a year to, to, to talk about women, to celebrate women, to understand their issues, to understand, you know, where are women going? And, and as men, how can we play a positive role in building a different narrative for our women? And how do we change the future for our women? So for me, whether it was, it's, it's January, whether it's June, July, I feel like we should talk about women should be given the, the platform to talk about whatever they want at any time, at any given point. So yeah, as we said, it's Women's Month and I'm starting this series where every single week I'll have a, a group of women who will take over the show, drive the conversation around the show, and talk about whatever the fuck they want to talk about, you know? So today I would do things very, I'm doing things very differently. Usually I do like an interview type of style situation, but today I want to try things differently. And um, the ladies that I have in studio today, you guys are running the show. Okay. How do you feel about that? I mean, let's do it. Let's do it. It's about time. So let's start by <laughs> introductions. So I usually would do introductions and say who you guys are, but I feel like you guys can introduce yourselves how you want. Okay. Doesn't have to be bio style, <laughs> CV style of intro. Introduce. If you want to say I'm a bad bitch, <laughs> say it. If you want to say I'm the king and I run the world, say it. Be proud. Don't don't hide. Feel yourself. You know what I'm saying. Hi guys, welcome. So is Cindy going to start first? Okay, yeah. I think I'm going to start first. <laughs> Let's go, Cindy. Let's go. Hello, millennials. My name's Cindy. I'm a photographer. I'm based in Josie. So I could say I'm the Josie queen of photography. Is that too soon? No, it's not. Too soon? Never too soon. It's um, not too soon. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I've been doing this for three years now and it's cool. I love it. And yeah, I'm excited to be here. Okay, cool. Um, My name is Lutu Tenge from Port Elizabeth. Um, I'm a model. I'm a graduate. I am a founder of Wolfpack Model Management. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the baddest. The baddest. <laughs> what does it mean when, when a lady says I'm the baddest? What, what does baddest mean? For me, it means I got my own. Yeah. Like that's literally it. Like yeah. I got my own. Like, yeah, like I'm no sorted. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think also that's very important. For, that's why I asked that question because I yeah. feel like for a very long time, men, men define what women are. All so the time. Yeah. If a woman says I'm the baddest, a nigga thinks, Oh, I can take a whole type of thing. Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So I very much feel like 
men are underdeveloped little kids and Trash. I feel like you need to be like baddest means A, B, and C, not what you think it means or what you want to yeah. make it. Yeah, but you, you, don't, you don't even have to explain yourself sometimes. It's just like if you yeah. don't get it, then you then let it go. Exactly. And we've been explaining that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't get it by now, then you're never going to get it. Never going to. What do you guys feel the one thing that you feel men understood about women? What 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 is it? The one thing men The one main thing Where you're like Fuck I wish niggas knew this Like I wish all niggas Got this What is that one thing That just You're like Ish I'm a daughter (laughs) I would say Um, Maybe just understand The independence Of being a woman Yes And that We're not angry We're just trying To have a conversation Exactly That's it Why is it that men Always do that When like women Want to voice out Their opinions Or want to be independent You're always painted As angry It's like Because men don't want To be told anything Exactly I had the situation This weekend Tell us What what, what (laughs) was the situation What they do What they do What they do What they do But I had like One of the biggest events Of my entire life This weekend I think and I was shooting for Mercedes-Benz, right? And I had a team of guys working with me. But there was this just one particular guy who just wouldn't take any instruction from me. Oh, and yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to boss you around or anything. Like, that's not my point. Yeah. I'm just, there's a guideline I want to go through. Mm. And I just want to voice that out to you. But don't be, you know, don't come with your ego. You know, let's just yeah. be on mutual ground. No yeah. gender. Let's just talk and understand yeah. each other, you know? I think yeah. I think for me the biggest problem with us as men, I think it's our egos. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the world is in shit so much right now because it's literally like a game of ego. Like if you look at Donald politics, Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. If you look at <laughs> be, besides Donald Trump, if you even look at ANC locally, ANC versus DA, ANC yeah. versus yeah. EFF, it's all men's egos. It's yeah. all about yeah, you ain't doing this as men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just this big ego in sports. It's all about men and their egos. Who's winning the most Ballon d'Ors? Who's winning yeah. the most? Yeah. It's like women now have to be subjected to the fact. That the world is run by men and the egos. I mean, you guys think that, but it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, women yeah. run the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. We secretly run. I mean, none of us would be here without women. Let's just put that straight out. Truth, 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 truth. Okay. But yeah, um, men and the egos is, it's a problem because you'll find um, that you'll be in a professional setting and Let's say, inverted commas, you're in charge and you have to give out instructions and you hear and you're trying to work, but then there will be a man not trying to listen to your instructions. And then it makes everything difficult because as soon as you get to the point where you're like, you know what, I'm fed up with this. I'm trying to tell you something and you're not trying to listen. Then it's a don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't tell me what no you do. No communication can go through. Yeah. Like, that's the end. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then also another thing that I want to ask you guys before we get into your journeys and stuff, just mm-hmm. wrapping this little segment up. Um, you guys are young women, and of course, you, you, you know, you want to be in relationships with men. You want to have kids. You want to, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm just assuming. You can <laughs> tell if I'm wrong. <laughs> but essentially, you know, men and shit, but then you still got to date. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you to so, what's, so what's that like being an African male? Because it's not the same as our mothers. You know, yeah. my mom was told, her, yo, this is the guy you're going to marry. This yeah. is the man. This is the man. Yeah, now, yeah. you guys, more than ever before, with the progression of women, is that you guys have choice. You yeah. know, you're yeah. done playing that game of this is who I should marry. It's like, For no, sure. I want to marry who I want to marry. Yeah. yeah. But then at the end of the day, you know, like us young boys ain't shit. 
You know, so how does, we didn't say it. We didn't say it. No, no, no. In honestly speaking, honestly speaking, I feel like as men, no matter if we, I believe I'm a good guy, but to some extent, I'm still a guy. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm still, does that mean? That means that I'm still a product of my social and economical upbringing as a man. You know, okay. I can't deny. Right. I can't deny the fact that when I was raised, I was told, "Yo, this is the kind of man you need to be. This is the kind of man you For should sure. be emotionally." I was told, "This is how okay. you should handle women." So. Every single day for me, it's an unlearning experience. You know, there's okay. certain reactions that I have. I'm like, actually, that's not the right reaction. Sure. Why am I reacting that? I was reacting that way because that's what I was taught was right mm. by my but uncles then or my father. it takes a certain maturity for so, you to understand that. Yeah. So I feel there's no man on earth who doesn't have to unlearn anything because I feel yeah. all of us, whether we were raised by single mothers, however we were raised, we're still men. And I think mm. with men, not only is there, is there expectations in terms of when you walk into grade one, you know, mm. boys play sport, women... Uh, told to do basketball Like you know what I'm saying We're always segregated and separated So there's always expectations Of what women should be mm. But then there's always Expectation of what men should be And mm. I think what men should be Or the expectation of what men should be Is a complete wrong narrative We all have seen yeah. So I feel though As a man Every single day I'm always just like Trying to learn more I'm trying to hear more From the women around me I'm trying to Always unlearn certain things And not mm. go to the automatic responses yeah. That I've been taught So that's what I'm saying In terms of like at the end of the day, I'm still a man. Is that no matter whether I'm abused or not an abuser, point is there's still there's still problems that as men we have to deal with emotionally and mentally. And I feel mm-hmm. most men don't do that work. That's something that like you as a man need to do alone. Yeah. I think that's that's where most men go wrong is that they look to women to help them, and you're yeah. not there to help them. Yeah, you're not here to raise. We don't have the time. We don't have the time. We're trying to figure ourselves out. So that's what I'm saying. So how do you date? So how do you gauge? So what is that criteria? (laughs) So when you, I mean, when you first meet a guy and you like him, you're not gonna be like, okay, on a scale of one to ten, how woke are you? Um, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So how 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 I can imagine like for for us as 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 men to be quite honest, we don't think about those things. You know, mm-hmm. we've never had to worry about the same issues that women have. Mm-hmm. Whereas a woman, it's quite tricky when you're with a guy. You're like, Ish, I don't know if this guy is a potential raper or not, or he's raped before. I don't know if he's yeah, an ab- he's abusive. Because yeah. I mean, you can meet the most handsome guy and the sweetest guy in the world, and he turns out to be an abuser. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So where for men, we never have to worry about that when we meet a girl. It's never or a woman. It's never like, oh, this this woman might <clears throat> abuse me, or you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm gonna throw you out. Stop. <laughs> do you, but do you understand what I'm saying? Is that yeah, our concerns yeah, yeah. around or how we choose to date is completely different, different from how women have to date. I feel like women have to consider more things. Like, yo, I need to do more info on this guy, background checks. I don't know. You know what though? Um, well, how I do it uh-huh. is I I'm friends with the guy first. Okay. I would say. Okay. Like no expectations, no nothing. I yeah. mean, you have to learn the person as yeah. they are. I mean, yeah. you can't just jump the gun and be like, okay, well, yeah. you're We're the one. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, how I've done it is just through friendships. Not that I've been in relationships though. Oh, like okay. it, whenever they ended up in that way, they always kind of went sour. But um, I think the best way is to learn the person first, and then see how you guys could progress from there. Right? Yeah, I think the only way is to. Spend time with the person Like you never really know Exactly That's another thing You never really know There's so much time That you can spend with someone And so many questions That you can ask them Mm. And still even then You'll never know Yeah I think it just boils down To the person's actions Like for me I want someone That's deliberate Like be deliberate About 
loving me, be deliberate about honesty, making me feel happy, yeah. like take notice and just be deliberate about it. It must be something that you want to do and I must be able to tell that you want to do this and you're not just doing it just because. Yeah. And listen. Like listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just 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 listen to what I'm trying to say. You heard it, gents. Listen, be intentional about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. direction. I mean, like, the way you have direction about certain things, about, you know, going to a club or hang out with your friends, have direction with how you interact with the lady you're interested in, you know. And don't be an asshole. We can swear, right? Yeah, yeah you can. can. Okay. What is an asshole? <laughs> what, what, when you say asshole, what does that mean? It can go from just being mean to a waitress or petrol attendant or, like, it, 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 for me, I take note of how you interact with every single person. Yeah. Be it me, be it your friends, be it people mom, that we see in the street. Yeah. Like, I take mother. note. Yeah, I, t- yeah, I take yeah. note of every single thing. So, if I pick up on things that I don't like, like if you're not a nice person, I can pick up on it because most people fake being nice. They only do it when they're going to benefit something from someone. Yeah. And then that's where I'm like, okay, you know what? No. Yeah. No. Damn, being a millennial is so complicated. Like, I, I like I don't even think our mom were our mothers were con- like thinking about oh, he's an asshole. Is he? Nice? It was like, yo, <laughs> you don't even know they were like provider. Yeah, yes. It was like, yo, it was like, yo, this is your husband, <laughs> and you just have to accept it. And now it's like you have to critically think yeah, about the person yeah, you're gonna yeah, be with. Yeah. But anyway, besides men, this show is not about it's not at all giving men free advertising. No. This show no. is about you. The work that you guys are doing mm-hmm. and yeah, the strides that you guys are creating on the African landscape. Let's start with Cindy. You're a photographer. I know you're from Kenya. Yeah, both. But what is the story? Why photography? How did this whole journey with you and photography begin? Uh, I would say, I don't know. I, my mom is very creative. She did a lot of like fashion design and that sort of thing. That's what she was into. And I mean, in a small way, I was always around her and I always saw herself, immerse herself in something creative. So um, when I started photography, it was straight out matric. I was doing my final year art piece or something and everyone else was doing sculpture or like painting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I don't want to try photography. And I did the photography, though everyone was against it. And I was like, you know, whatever. Um, and then... I got a job at a studio that was in Santon City Mall <laughs> and I was there for like a year and you know I don't know I just felt like I was growing a bit quick in the in the environment I was in and they weren't ready for that so that's when I dropped out and I opened my own company and I've been doing photography for three years now. Amazing. Yeah. So never formal schooling around photography. Never no, went to school. No. Hey, people go like, what do you mean you didn't go to school? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. What is it like? I mean, I think you sit in such an interesting position. And I think it's why, partly the reason why I have you on the show is that you're not really like a commercially recognized photographer. Yeah. You're still sort of in, the, in, in your building phases. And what is it like? How do you handle that feeling of, I know when I started in the industry Mm -hmm. where I knew like my shit was popping, (laughs) but then the popping brands or the popping people's never paid attention. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, (laughs) you go through moments where you're broke and you're like, I shouldn't be broke. I'm the best. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) this is my life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So how, how do you go by that? So how do you balance that whole thing of, 
having to build, you know, your rep as a photographer, yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, yeah, not yeah. being fully recognized, yeah. you know, and I also think yeah. females in, in the space of South Africa in terms of photography are not as recognized as, as, as men. That's true. And there's so, so many of us. And there's so many of you guys. Yeah. So how do you balance that? And, and what is, what is that like? You know, uh, Firstly, I think w- being an artist, you don't even want to be in the scene, really. Yeah. Like, I did art and I always wanted to be, like, behind the scenes. No, I still do. Like, I'm not one that likes to have my photos taken and stuff. Yeah. But um, there is a certain level of popularity you have to have in order to get the good jobs. But I don't let that really get to me. I mean, I know what I've got going on and I've yeah. got a good circle of networks that I've made with people. Like, I generally think... Personal relationships make a difference over the online ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's easier to tell someone that you've met that, yo, I've got this idea. Let's spark it up. Let's make it happen versus, you know, sending someone a DM or an email yeah. without that personal relationship. Yeah. yeah. So popularity isn't a thing for me. Um, I, I make my money as I do now with, you know, the network that I've worked with. And yeah, I'm cool. Like, yeah. I'm really cool. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I've always found tough about the creative industry, and it's something I can't... I mean, I'm still very young, but I've been in the industry for almost 10 years now. Yeah. So I'm like an OG a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm a bit of an OG in the industry. And for me, I always struggle with the fact that teaching young people, it's all about... The space has become about quick gratification. Yeah. It's all about... I've started photography today. I deserve 10,000 followers. I deserve... Yeah. You know, to do this campaign. And for me, like, people don't know, like, I went broke for at least seven of those years before yeah. I was even recognized. Yeah. And one of the key things to my success is that I never, as much as the money was important, as much as, like, I was broke and, like, living in a drug house and, like, <laughs> in, in Randburg at some point in my career, I was like, yo... I need to create. Mm. I need to create whether I'm not being paid. If I want to create with this person, let me create. Mm. Where today, that sort of notion of let's create and the money will grow as we, as you as grow, you as grow. you go along, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a completely missed motion. For sure, where yeah. now I also find myself also as a business owner where I want to collaborate with young people, but I'm like, if I collaborate with them, they want money right now. Mm. Where I'm like, I want to collaborate and help them build their portfolios. So yeah. how do you guys navigate that? Because at the end of the day, I think a lot, the reason why I feel like a lot of young people are going to fail is that money is the main thing, which it should be, which should be one of the main things. But then to create, it's the ability of using what you have to your best advantage and growing mm. from that. Mm. You know, I used to cut clothes. Like I used to take like my winter jackets and cut them like on the yeah. sleeves for, for summer. I used to do things like that yeah. and then shoot that outfit again. Yeah. So how do you, how do you personally never get that knowing that yes it's cool to shoot for mercedes and stuff but that's not the kind of work you want to be known for you know what i'm saying you want to be known for work that lives in the guggenheim museum i mean listen listen i'm not saying that i've made it no like i'm still working with yeah you know like i work with what i have i'm not about having the most money and that's the only way i'm going to get popular i'm about creating moments with my photography and that's why it means something to me it's like yeah when I see someone happy when they see a photo, I'm just like, oh, I've done my deed. I can go home. I can sleep yeah. happy, you know? Um, yeah, the hustle has always meant something to me. And it doesn't matter whether the money comes or not, but this is a passion for me. And I think how people can um, really grow is understanding if it's your purpose or not. I mean, yeah. the reason you did all those designs is because you were like, you know what? It's fine. I'm happy when I do this. When I cut up my jacket, it's a style. I'm into it, you know? Yeah. I think actually that that's the, the, the key thing for me is that like, I'm always just like, 
whether I have money or not, whether I make money, go broke, start again, this is a God gift. Like there's nothing anybody or any situation can do to stop me. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like yeah. when I feel like I've run out of ideas, God is like, no, there's more. Like you can, exactly. you can do this, do this stuff. And I think for me, being creative has, I've had to get out of the space of being creative according to industry mm. because it's easy to get into that space where you're like, okay, this is the kind of content I need to create to make money. This is the kind of things I should do to make money. And you start creating around this space For of sure. consistent consumption. And I think I got into that space where I started in the industry being like, okay, purpose and then made it. And then it was a thing of the only time I'm ever creating is when I'm being paid mm. and I'm being paid and the money is good. But then it's like, there's so many visions that God wants me to build, but no one's willing to back those visions because everyone's yeah. like, it might not work. Yo, so now I've learned yeah. to create via revelation than information. Mm. Deep quotable. Okay. Yes, this is like, I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. So now I create via revelation than information because I believe that the world is full of people who receive information. But how you turn that information to your advantage is how do you take information and turn it into your revelation? You know, and revelation is something that I feel lives spiritually. So mm -hmm. just because everybody is posting every day on Instagram, it doesn't mean I have to post every day on Instagram, even sure. if it gets me less followers to post sure. every day. It's about where am I going? What do I want? What is God trying to share with me and how mm, can yeah. I create it? Mm. And the toughest thing has been moving from that space of creating based on industry and creating based on what I want to create. Mm. And that makes you lose clients. It makes you lose money. Certain people feel a certain, oh, we don't like your new direction. Exactly. Mm. But I've learned that's what makes you last longer. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the best creators in the world, your Andy Warhols or even women that have been creators, they were never celebrated because of them following the industry. They are celebrated because they were like, actually, I will yeah. do what I believe will change the world. Yeah. You know, Kanye yeah. West, when he started Yeezy four or five years ago, all of us mm. are like, oh, this is broke people clothing. Uh, <laughs> but, we've, mess, yeah. but we've seen, uh, but we've seen the global, we've seen the global influence of that brand. I mean, yeah. remember the first time we saw those see-through boots and all of you yeah. guys are like, oh, we're not going to wear see-through mm. boots. And then those the also the see-through straps, the tights. <laughs> Like basically how Kim dresses. Remember when that first came biker shorts. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, <laughs> this looks like broke. I chill by the street. But now five years later, Yeezy's worth $1.5 billion. Mm. I know, it's crazy. And no one's no longer on that trip. Everyone now is looking like a Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. looking like a Kanye. Yeah. So that's what's like crazy about people that like shift the needle, I think. Mm. Yeah. Wolf. I like calling you Wolf. Awesome. I feel like you told me your name is... <laughs> Like, how do you say your full name? Luetu. 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 Uh, yeah. Like, each time, like, I even remember, each time you, you reach out to me, I'm like, see, let's do stuff. I'm always like, wolf, wolf, wolf. I keep <laughs> thinking of you as wolf. And I remember, like, last week, I was talking about you to someone. I'm like, yeah, I'm meeting with wolf. And even thought I was talking about Rulama. I'm like, uh, no. I realized that the other week. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm talking other to week. the wolf of the Eastern Cape. Like, okay. she's, she's in Germany. <laughs> so, Luetu, tell us about yourself. I mean, I've, I mean, you, we have similar friends. Yeah. And I've yeah. always, like, you know, watched your work, being yeah. a model, yeah. trying. And what I've always loved about you is that you try the craziest shit creatively and you don't give a flying fuck what people think. Like, I, I do any and everything. Yeah. Um, to Wolf is a model, um, entrepreneur. Um, I started modeling, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. I can't even remember. It's been a while. Um, I started modeling in PE. Um, like I started by finding castings on Facebook. Yeah. I didn't have, um, like an agency or whatever. I just find castings and I started because someone was like, Hey, you're tall and skinny. Go model. And I was yeah. like, okay, let, let me try that out. And I went to my first casting without heels. Hey. I don't know. 
Yeah. I just went there. I was like, I just have to walk. Yeah. So I got there. I didn't have heels. Embarrassed myself. Didn't get the casting. And then the next casting I went to, I was like, okay, I know what to do. Then I got each and every casting after that. So... I started then, um, started by finding things on Facebook, finding information on Facebook, and then, like, gradually things started growing. Yeah. And then I started being known as Wolf, the model. And then more people started wanting to work with me, and then, yeah, I started creating my brand. And then last year, I started thinking about starting my own agency, because there's not a lot in Port Elizabeth. Yeah. Um... Eastern Cape in general, I think. Yeah, Eastern Cape in general. Like, there's not a lot of opportunities in Eastern Cape, but the talent yeah. is there. Sure, there is yeah. so, so much talent, but yeah. there aren't at any opportunities and there's no money. Yeah. But the talent is, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. But, um, I started my own agency last year along with my partner, Okisomezi. We started Wolfpack. Um, our agency is basically. Can I get signed? Come through. <laughs> I would like to join. Come too. through. Can I get signed? Come through. Come through. I'm signing everybody. Um, basically, what we wanted to do is we we noticed that there's a gap in um, the modeling industry industry. Sorry, in Port Elizabeth, we noticed that if you do not look a particular type of way, then you aren't going to get costed for shows. Yeah. And we were hitting shows where we were like. But this girl can walk and the girl that sort of looks like a model, your typical model, can't walk. So why would we pick her over the person that can actually show the garments? Mm. So we were like, you know what, let's just let's start an agency. Let's start our own thing where models of different kinds can come to us and we can hone their talents. Because we've gained so much experience from the modeling industry and just... um being models ourselves and training models as well, we were like, you know what? We want to give what we know back to other kids because they don't have platforms. Yeah. They don't have platforms. And we realized that we are the people in PE that are creating these platforms. Yeah. And we didn't realize it until people started coming to us and they were like, so what's the name of your agency? And we were like, we don't, we don't have an agency. Yeah. Until we decided to um, create Wolfpack. And then alongside with that, um, we formed 100 Years with two other members. And 100 Years is basically the story of a black South African. And we have so many things lined up. Like yeah. we, we have a show where we, we basically, 100 Years is basically a series um, of events. It's aimed at telling um, the South African story through fashion, music, and art. So what we want to do is we want to sort of bring all of that together and make one thing and just create content and just give every single person in PE a platform. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what Uluit is about, just creating platforms for people in PE. Yeah. I think when I look at the Eastern Cape, I mean, it's always been for me one of the most culturally rich places in, yeah. in, in South Africa, but I always feel somehow it gets overlooked. All the time. And overlooked in terms of education. I mean, Everything. we're always coming last in education. Every and then you look at the, the dire circumstances that children have to study under and mm. still have to compete with Cape Town that has all these like model schools and Joburg. Mm. Yeah. And um, also I feel Eastern Cape as a, as an economy is not as progressive because it's, it's quite traditional. Mm. So for you having to, to, to build this business and having to 
you know, try and grow this industry in the Eastern Cape? What have been some of the challenges? Because, I mean, to say here in Joburg, I'm building a modeling agency, it's like, cool, we're used to that. But to say mm-hmm. that in the Eastern Cape, everyone's like, okay, what does that mean? And also, with resources and money and people not wanting to sponsor, I mean, I know yeah. Nelson Mandela Bay Fashion Week needs sponsorship. So, why, how has that been for you? And, and what is the biggest mistake that people have made in terms of the Eastern Cape, do you think? Um, I noticed that as soon as I said that I'm a co-founder of a company, people were like, mm, are you sure? Like they, there was, there was support obviously from the people that are close to me, but most people were like, but in Eastern Cape or in PE, there's this and you're coming with something new and nobody knows about it because everybody knows me as a model. And nobody knows me as a businesswoman. Yeah. So then when I try to bring those things together, I notice that people are like, mm, you know what? Yeah. Uh, you can't do it. Don't do it. But I found that there's always going to be people that do not believe in you. Yeah. Most of the time you'll find 90% mm-hmm. don't believe in you. Yeah. And there's a 10% that believes in you. Yeah. And it's, it's, I won't lie. It's difficult. It's difficult um, trying to find work. For models um, That's why we decided to just Have our own shows yeah. And with the relationships that we formed with people Which goes back to what um, Cindy was saying That you form relationships With people, you form personal relationships With people, so that when People come to me and they're like Lertu, I need you to train models But I don't really have a budget I'm like, yeah, for sure, let's do it Because I know that next time I need that person to come help me I'll be like, hey I need this, but I, I don't yeah. really have a budget. And they'll come through. And they'll be there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the thing with people in PE is everyone's always willing to help. Yeah. Like my circle, we're always willing to help. Like yeah. we we will be there guns blazing for whatever, whoever, whenever. Yeah. We will be there. And that's what I always say to young creators. I'm always like, whenever you're not being paid, find mm. other values. So yeah. I always say, for example, if Cindy wants to work with me, for mm. example, and I say to her, listen, I don't have budget. Cindy must, because I, th- I believe that value will come in money, mm. value will come in network, yeah, or value will come with, does this platform give me the step for the next thing? Yes, yes I see there's no yes. money, but if I do this, mm. if I work with this platform, yeah, does it, can I use this platform to elevate myself? Yeah. And I think most people don't look at that. And that's how I've met in the industry. Like, I used to do things for free for celebrities and people are like, yeah, they must pay you. I'm like, yeah, of course I want to be paid. But I know if I'm styling Kanyimbao mm. and she's saying style by Siabihile, then you other people are like, okay, who's this guy? Can yeah, we work sure. with him? And then all of a sudden, you make yourself in need. Where yeah. now you're like, okay, guys, you must pay me because yeah. your brands are surviving off me. So I always mm-hmm. believed in that when you're not being paid, make yourself an asset. Yeah. That affects that person's pocket. When you're like, actually, I want to be paid, they're like, oh, okay, shit. Yeah. We need, we need, yeah. 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 we need to find, because also at the end of the day is that yeah. you can't, you can't have big brands and people book you when they don't know you. Mm. You know what That's I'm saying? True. Because yeah, I, yeah. I see a lot of times on Twitter where a lot of young people are angry because like, yeah, it's the same faces. Mm. Why aren't we getting opportunity? It's like, it's not that the opportunities are not there. It's that you need to go fucking break down that door. You mm. need to say, yo, mm. I'm going to compete at that level. I'm going to yeah. be at that level. Yeah. You know? That's, that's another thing. Like I always say, do not be afraid to work for free. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, 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 it there's no monetary value, but there's something that you can take from that. Yeah. Because like, and the thing is, everyone thinks like, as soon as you start blowing up, everyone thinks that, okay, you're making it, the you're coining it. Yeah. The money yeah. is coming yeah. in. Yeah. 
my mother thinks the money is coming in. Yeah. <laughs> like she's my mother, and I tell her everything. The grams you're popping on the grams. And my mom is just like. Um, these magazine covers, so the money. I'm like, what money? Yeah. There's no money. <laughs> but I'm on I've a never magazine been paid though. For a magazine cover ever. Exactly. Actually, that's the craziest thing. Yeah. Like, people think like everything I do, I make money. You're pointing like, it. Even at my career, I still need to make connections. Mm. I still need to, especially globally. Hey, like mm. when you step out of the country and you want to do global projects. They're not going to quickly pay you a thousand dollars to do something. Yeah. Mm. The amount of stuff mm. I've had to spend, take money that I've earned, save for overseas trips to mm. go to fashion week, get mm. there and be like, yo, I will style you for free. I, yeah. will, I yeah. need to build like whatever yeah. opportunity. They, and I've been treated like shit. Hey? Mm. Like while I was on the GQ cover, I was in New York mm. dealing with a celebrity cheating me like I ain't nothing. But I was like, this is what grows you. Mm. You know, this is because I always believe that in life. Is that um, you always Each level you go to It's like you go from level 1 to level 8 And then mm. after level 8 you start over again So yeah. I feel like locally I had reached level 8 yeah. And internationally I was like on level 1 So it's like it's like when you go through school After grade 7, yeah. grade 8 now It's yeah. like you're starting again yeah. you know. So I've always taught people to, to be conscious of that Well I mean with photography When you're talking about working for free That's literally how you start Like I would pick up my sister and be like, bro, <laughs> we have to go do this. I have an idea. I have a concept. I'll style you whatever you want. And I learned that on a bigger scale because now I am working with the lamppost, but not nothing paid. It's just no. assisting them on gigs that they have with their main photographers. They don't pay me. Yeah. But I show up to set on time. I check up on everyone. You know, you show that presence that, mm. you know what, guys, I'm worth your time. I'm worth yeah. being here. You have to do what you have to do to get yeah. me. You yeah. put in the work to get the work. Also, exactly. I, I always say this, like, if you look at, for example, the richest man in the world is Jeff Bezos. Yeah. You know, for almost 20 years, Amazon never made a profit. Yeah. You know, LinkedIn has never made a profit till this day, and it's been around for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like crazy things like that, where yeah. you have to realize, like, and also when you listen to like the biggest people that you look up to, they always started as an intern somewhere. Mm. They always started as something somewhere. Mm. But the deepest question, another question I want to ask being black, being white and wanting to do these things, it's your friend, your family's like, yeah, take a gap here, do photography. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like white kids have the advantage of that. Like, you're like, go yeah. find yourself, find creativity in the white community, something that's embraced and accepted. But being black, as we know, we've got black tags, you know, yeah. where, wherever we come from as Africans, as a black person, there's black tags. The fact that you're like, my mom can't look after me as a grown ass person. You know, once I'm 18, 19, my mom's already thinking, why don't you have a part-time job type mm. of vibe? Mm. So how has it been for you guys coming from your families and have they been accept acceptable to the fact that you guys are pursuing this creative space and the fact that to find your footing in a creative space takes years on years. Overnight yeah. success takes 10 years where going to varsity, do a degree for three years and it gives you a higher chance of... I, don't, I wouldn't even say a degree gives you a job because there's so many mm. people with degrees who are broke. Yeah. But then essentially... You know, doing a degree is like the easier thing. It's yeah. seen as the easier thing because yeah. like if I start to be a teacher, I can go and apply and be a teacher. But now mm. when you're a photographer, you don't know whether you're going to be hired by a magazine. You never know. You're you going to be someone's person. You don't know. So yeah. has has your families been supportive even through that moment of being broke? Like your sister saying, yo, pick me up. Yeah. Like how has um, that been? Like, Well, I'm going to start from where I started. Like, because I was actually at UP and yeah. I was doing... Uh, what are they doing? Psychology. And then, you know, money ran out. My mom couldn't keep me at school anymore. Yeah. So I had to make a plan. Um, but for the longest time, I didn't tell her what I was doing. 
Like yeah. I was going to work at a shop, you know, whatever in Santon, but like on the side, I was doing shoots and stuff, yeah. you know, kind of getting the hustle. And that was like for like a full year, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then um cuz I was waiting for that paycheck just to show her, you know what? I can do this. This is something yeah. that can grow into something. And then my mom moved back home and so now it's just my sister and I and she's been like the biggest support I've ever had. Um like I stay with her so that's how I save on rent. <laughs> but <laughs> You know, with like life, I feel like you have to have a big support structure mm. for you to do a lot of things. Cause, yeah. Yo, your soul yeah. can be crushed in this industry a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yours, Leto? Um, my parents are, they're very supportive. My, my mom was like, what's this modeling thing? Like in the yeah. beginning, when I started out, she was like, what's this modeling thing? You must finish school first. Yeah. So what I did was I would go to class from eight until, maybe 12 p.m. And then after that, I got a part-time job in retail. So I'd go to class from 8 until 12. And then from 1 until 5, I'd be at the job, my retail job. And then from 6 until maybe 10 or 11 at night, I'd be at a casting or um, fitting or rehearsal for whatever show. And I'd get home at like 12 and I'd be like, okay, I need to sleep, but... I have this to do, I have this to do, I had this to do. So I did that for a while. Mm. I had, I had like, this was my life for a while. So eventually I started showing her that, okay, you want me to finish school. I also want to finish school, but I also want to be a model as well. So these are the efforts that I'm going to do towards that. So Mm. I showed her that, okay, I can do both. Mm. So I did that. And now, yeah, I'm done with school. Um, I'm studying further, but she knows that I can do it. And she's seeing that, Things are coming around, especially now with Wolfpack. She's noticing now, finally, that, okay, um, this is something that I love doing. Mm -hmm. And her and my dad are are extremely supportive. Um, I don't know what black tax is. Like, I know what it is, but I haven't experienced it. Because... And I like... That you're being honest about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. love that. And, and it's okay not to experience it as a black person because yeah. I also feel as black people, we are so angry that we want other people to fill our pain. <laughs> I feel like I had to be quiet. I come I'm from like, a single say, mother. Yeah. It's painful. You must come from, it's like, I don't know what being from a single mother. Like since I, I have black friends who are like, mm. I've never had black tax. I don't know what it's like to have a single parent. I come from a good family. Yeah. But we also have our own struggles. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, make yeah, my struggle definitely. any less than any yours. Less, mm. yeah. Like we struggled with money as a family. We struggled mm. with identity mm. as a family. Mm. Like I have mixed race black friends who mm. are like growing up as much as I came from a good family everything was covered mm. I was depressed because I didn't know whether oh, I was black or white or yeah. how I can embrace both sides yeah. so I think that's so important to say yeah. that you never experience what black tech is, black tax is but I, at the same time it doesn't make your struggles any less than the next person yeah 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 because there's, there's been a lot of um, personal struggles um, like just by myself and with my family but I don't know what black tax is in terms of that um, my parents have always provided for me. They've always made sure that I have what I need. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I have, I've never experienced that. should be text. celebrated. You should celebrate yeah, that. I, you know, I, love hearing, <laughs> I love hearing good black stories where someone's like, actually, I come from a good family with good people who are educated, who are creative. Mm. Like, as also, I feel like as, as Africans, we, we, not that we like being victims. But like my pastor was saying this past Sunday that like some people park in sadness. They build a hotel, they stay there. Mm, and I feel true. as black people we're there. Even some and, and sometimes I feel the pain has blinded us. Yeah. Where there's opportunities, but because yeah. we are like, nah, we deserve this. Yeah. 
things shouldn't be this way. Like we're so focused on what we don't have and don't celebrate what we have in order to get to the next step. It's always about, mm. yeah, my parents didn't, mm. you know, I'm depressed because of A, B, and C, and D, mm. and that's what I am. I'm, I'm done. Like we it's like so to generational, throw, hey? We I, I like think... to, we like to throw the towel, and yeah. and I, and I think. Recognizing your pain is very important. Yeah. Feeling your pain is important. Yeah. Dealing with your pain is important. But then what's next after that? We can't yeah. keep blaming government. We can't keep, we've been doing it for 10 years. We're like, yeah, white people are still rich. This is still happening. This is still happening. This is still happening. But then who's to say, okay, cool. This is still happening. But what is the next step? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if we're saying in South Africa, there's a lot of racism and all these things, complaining about it and tweeting about it doesn't actually help. What are we doing? To counter that So if we're saying Yeah Our magazine Or this magazine's not putting enough Black people on the cover Why aren't we building Our own magazines With black people on the cover Do you get what I'm saying That's true yeah. That's how we should be thinking I think as people of color We are so focused on It's like Black people are in an abusive Relationship with white people We're consistently complaining What they're not doing for us And it's like When yeah. are we going to think About what we can do for us Yes we might not have The same amount of money But where are we starting How do we start so I always feel that we like being victims and it's something that I had to get out of because I used to complain a lot about the industry. Yeah, white people still run fashion week, white people still do this. And I'm like, let me start my own fashion week. Yeah. You know, let me start my own thing. Instead of mm. using that complaining energy mm. continuously, mm. let me put that energy into whatever is not there for black people is an opportunity to build it. Mm. You know? Yeah. I feel like um people find comfort comfort in um, the negative because that's all they know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you obviously don't want to go into the unknown because that's unfamiliar. Yeah. yeah. They fi- they're familiar with this kind of circumstance, so that's where their head is. So it, like you said, it boils down to the individual and what they can do out of the circumstance. Mm. But also in the same breath, there's like a lot of factors that go into each individual's life experiences. So it's, it's, it's very complex. It's yeah. for me, it's like each to their own. Yeah. And the world, and, and the truth is it is very complex, but one thing I've come to realize is that when the bottom line hits the bottom, no one actually cares. Eh? Yeah. No, like if we all real, like we can sit and talk about what we deserve, what we don't have as black people, what we think we should do. But at the end of the day, it's like, People don't care, hey, yeah. unless you go out and change the narrative for yourself. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, I, I was watching these tweets over the weekend about depression and stuff. I'm like, this is great. This is totally amazing. But, like, I remember going through depression and tweeting about it. Mm. And people were like, yeah, no, like, see, I can't be depressed. He's successful and all these things. Yeah. And it's like, wow. if I committed suicide, yeah. then everyone would be like, oh, my God, the signs were there. Mm. Like, this mm. chicken sunny was depressed and no one was like, this is a problem. Let's do something now about it. Let's yeah. call the police. Let's find out where she is. Let's, Take action. let's stop tweeting. Let's actually tweet action. But then we like to celebrate things or acknowledge people once they've hurt themselves or once, you know, it, it, it's just a weird space to be in. It and is. we never really know what's what. Yeah, you know yeah. Anyways guys um, It's nine minutes Until the end of the show Please really? do WhatsApp Damn. us like WhatsApp us on, on 079-748-2090 Tell us what you think Are we talking crap Do you have <laughs> I mean you're allowed To voice your opinions Are we talking something Really positive And also because It's women's month I'm going to give These young ladies A breathing break To drink some water While we okay. play a, We play a mix <laughs> um, See I can introduce The mix for us and all the way from Cape Town. Her name is Lynn, and yeah, she has a special hip hop mix for us. Let's do it.
is that liar? This is CliffCentral.com. Shout out to the leading lady of hip hop in Cape Town, Lynn. Miss OG. Miss OG. Make sure, what's her Instagram or WhatsApp? Uh, oh, not WhatsApp, man. Uh, I mean her Twitter. I'll give you a WhatsApp if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, yeah, um, it's at Lynn underscore J underscore Leroux. Cool. So, what I like to do is last minute of the show, I want you guys in your own time, starting with Cindy, what do you want the world to know about you or what do you want the world to know in general? What I want the world to know is how small a good deed can do for someone. It doesn't have to be friend, family, nothing. Just like smiling at someone, that makes a difference. You don't know how that's going to affect their whole life. Like, But, yeah, I'm, I'm a good person. I, I always <laughs> think of other people before myself to a fault sometimes. But, yeah, I think kindness goes a long way and we should focus on that a little bit more. Kindness goes a long way. And kindness... Doesn't cost a thing, eh? It does at all. A candle never lost a light from lighting another candle. Mm. Yeah. And you, Wolf? Um, what I want the world to know, just in general about me. Anything you want to say? Literally, you're talking to the world right now. Hmm. I'm giving you a platform. Say whatever you want to say. If you want to say you're fabulous, say you're fabulous. Hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I want the world to know about me, first and foremost, is that I'm coming for every single thing. And what I want the world to know in general is that you fall seven times, you get up eight. That's it. Yeah, that's the show. Yo, guys, I'm sad. Like, literally, you're even over time. <laughs> but anyways, guys, you've heard it from amazing ladies. Um, be kind to the world. Kindness doesn't cost a thing. Kindness mm-hmm. doesn't take anything from you. Mm-hmm. Being horrible as a human being takes a lot from you. It's too much energy. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, Lueto says she's coming for everything. Mm-hmm. And she's going to run the world. Uh-huh. And fall seven times and get up eight. And fall a thousand times and get up <laughs> a thousand and one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Guys, thank you so much. Sia, thank you for being here today. Thank you Speak very much. Speak on the mic. Man. I feel like you don't want <laughs> Yeah, I was not talking the whole show. He's been yeah. chilling. He's just been like nodding his head the yeah. entire time. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I was learning from them. It's good. They said you must listen. I was listening. <laughs> you see. Bye-bye. That's a good that's hey. Amen. Thank Amen. You. Amen. Thank you to your sister. What's her name? What's your sister's name? Christy. Shout out to Christy being a supportive sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. I wish everybody well. Guys, have an incredible week. And yeah, check out our podcast on clipcentral.com. We have a new podcast every single week. It's a woman's series. We have Leah. And Lamini next week We've got Ancilla from Forbes We're going to be Every week Just talking around Different things And talking to different women About their experiences About their industries About their challenges man And I think Every man out there Fucking listen Yeah Listen 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 And yeah I'm Sia Beila Signing out Thank you to everybody In studio And thank yeah We're going to continue the, you, the, 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 the mix from Miss Lynn Show man down Man don't Thank God I never had To knock your partner off Or be another casualty Of war Amen This is cliffcentral.com.